Naughty Nuggets, Sexual Salad, Flirty Fish, and more make up this aroused anime. We had Casey watch Food Wars, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, weeb of all trades, and first seed of the Elite 10, PJ. And it's me, your half-naked foodie, Skylar. And with us as always, everyone's favorite incoming Tutsky freshman, Casey. I'm the porn star that dabbles in food, Gordon Ram me. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's your real life kitchen nightmare. Uh, honestly, Ooh. Casey, this is my kitchen dream. Oh. Uh, well, honestly, Casey, Sagoy. you'd be surprised how apt that description will be for you. As for you in the audience, this week we are watching Food Wars. Yay! All right, Casey, well, we sent you the name of the anime and the poster for season one. So tell me, based on the name alone, what do you think this anime is going to be about? So the, what I thought the name was, I thought, finally, this is finally what the real life Hunger Games is supposed to be. <laughs> Chefs have to make the best food or die. It's a death tournament. Only one chef oh, can live. Oh, God, it's food It's wars. literally a food oh, and God, war. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> It's a it's a food death tournament. I love that. By the way, someone make that show. God, it might exist. I'll have to look it up. It's Battle Royale, but with food. I, I can guarantee that was definitely one of the shows I did not understand when I was in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> there was probably one show like that that I totally missed. All right. Well, with some additional context of the poster, what do you think? And bear in mind, this is a poster with a lot of characters. And obviously not all of them are going to be main characters. So feel free to not give me a five paragraph description on each of them. I don't want to put that much pressure on you. <laughs> So what I thought the show was about, based on the poster, I was like, okay, so this is definitely, um, it looks like some sort of like celebrity baking championship that like, do you guys remember South Park when Randy like became a chef with cream and he had to do like a chef off with yeah, cream fresh with him and cream like fresh. there was like Bobby Flay and like Paula Dean and all those this people. This is Beat Bobby Flay like, the that's anime. That's what I felt like this is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Uh, so let's um, go. Th- but let me... T- Go for it. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna go into the characters. You, but that's what you. Yeah, I was gonna say. So let's go through it um, clockwise, like we clockwise from the middle, like we normally do. So let's start with this girl with uh, blackish blue hair. Uh, yes. Okay, so I can already tell she is gonna be my favorite of the show. I just feel it. Dark blue hair is such a welcome choice. I don't feel like I see it successfully executed as well with other people. Um, She is definitely gonna be the love interest with a bad childhood. I guarantee oh, What about this uh, blonde boy on the left? Okay, so I'm going to talk about the blonde boy and the brunette because, t- to me, they are a team together. So this is a Cupcake Wars team where they disagree on how the money will be spent when they win. Uh, definitely the blondie will make the brunette cry by the end of the show, halfway through um, the show, because the brunette thinks that they're going to spend the money on, like, a wedding, and the blondie is going to spend the money on, like, their new cupcake shop, so... It's going to be chaos. Wow. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to give you like all of the deets, but like, wow, they are a team. Good for you. The matching outfits helped. <laughs> uh, what about this tan character with white hair? Um, the character, I just wrote tan mom. Do you tan guys remember mom. tan mom? <laughs> oh my God. Tan mom. That is for sure. Tan mom, the anime character. Uh, God. I don't know why, but every time you say tan mom, I just think like tan mom, Joe. Tana Mom Joe. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, tell me about this girl with white skin and white hair. 
you know on Chopped when there's always that mystery ingredient? Because like they'll have like two somewhat normal ingredients <laughs> and that third ingredient. She is, is a like mystery ingredient. Something really Cook crazy. This woman. <laughs> she, she's a the. She's the third evil ingredient to this show. And also, um, she's just like, I just imagine like behind, before they reveal that like third ingredient, she's the one that chooses it. She's like, okay, so we're going to be using caramel, peanuts, and then here's anchovies. And she's the girl who picks it. Damn it, it. Casey. I I really am so impressed with kind of how, obviously not like fully accurate just because you don't know the show, but not knowing the show, just how ballpark you're getting with a lot of these. today's the day guys it took like how many episodes (laughs) well i think you like recognize tropes and stuff and you could point it out on posters now this is true all right tell me about this girl uh with the with like the reddish blonde hair she's like the one who's come into like the cooking show i'm like imagining like and maybe chopped or whatever and she's the girl who's been using like her great grandma's recipes and like it's always that celebrity chef i'm thinking gordon ramsay who's like gonna come over and be like so i don't know how to tell you this but your grandma's like deep fried you know turkey neck tastes like so (laughs) like she's the one who like sticks to the same recipes throughout the whole thing and then um it's just garbage but then she gets mad when other people step outside the recipe Damn, it's a whole Casey, thing you There's are just like killing that. it this episode with these predictions <laughs> she definitely has like sundere energy yeah i mean i could see that she's got hermione energy like when remember when in harry potter because i have to make a harry potter reference remember in oh, this the half-blood prince yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, the note all like in Half Blood Prince when Harry like steals that potions book and then like he ends up like winning the Felix Felicis or whatever. Like she's serving that Hermione energy. Like, how'd you know how to do that? <laughs> no one likes uh, her. Both of you are so close to like exactly what it is. Oh, tell me about this girl with pink hair next to her. Okay, so this girl on the right of her. So the pink hair girl, she, um, she basically is in love with the blonde haired girl we just described. Um, but she like took the class with her, like a home economics class. Like she took it with her, um, not because she wanted to like learn how to cook, but she only did it because she's secretly in love with her. And then um, it will be an unrequited love, I suspect. And, um, you know, it's just going to be a long trail of tears until this class is over. If with. there was an award for predictions on these characters, you would win at this episode. Oh, Hell yeah. Oh my God. I love that for me. Tell me about Big Boobs McAmerica. <laughs> first of all, first thing I noticed was McDonald's. boobs. And which is weird for me to notice boobs. <laughs> um, so do you guys remember Flavor of Love? Yes. Oh, my God. 100%. Okay. So she is serving me Hottie from Flavor of Love. Do you remember when Hottie served that... Uh, we had to, each had to make a chicken and like she basically like took old Chinese food, put it on top of the chicken and then put it in the microwave. Yeah. Like that's what I'm getting from her. So she's going to get eliminated from whatever this competition is immediately. <laughs> and like, she's been getting by on her like big boobs, but not anymore because she can't cook. <laughs> oh God. And tell me about the guy with the red bandana. Okay, so this guy has seen lots of Guy Fieri programs, which is why he dresses <laughs> like that. He is for sure the Duke of Flavortown. Um, <laughs> he, like, basically has followed that same terrible tradition where all the chefs were really, like, garbage bandanas with, like, flames on them. It's trash, but he follows it because he loves Guy Fieri. Oh, man, I love it. 
obviously not all of these characters are going to come up in the first episode or two or even in our final review playlist but if you do choose to keep on watching the show and for those of you listening that already have casey did an amazing job like at least 50 percent of these were like spot on and the other ones are somewhere in a ballpark oh i love that are you ready for the final one yes now tell me about the main boy here with red hair First of all, I'm devastated that the blue-haired girl is not the main character. I just want to put that out there. But she's obviously probably the love interest, so whatever. We'll see her around. Um, so what I think for him, he failed at Kids Baking Championship. You know that one with um, that Jr.? old, like, is that MasterChef Junior? The one with um, the Cake Boss guy and then the Valerie, whatever her name is, from, like, daytime soap operas. Do you guys know what I'm talking I about? I don't. Ooh, PJ has a grudge against Cake Boss. We don't need to get into my beef with Cake Boss, a.k.a. Rice Krispie and Fondant Boss. (laughs) But anyways, so this guy, he failed at Kids Baking Championship because he made the amateur mistake of trying to make ice cream within 30 minutes. But he's back to make that same dish successfully now because that's his arc. He won't win the show, but he will make the ice cream successfully. (laughs) I love it. I'm excited because... I get to kind of sit back and experience this anime along with Casey. <gasps> Fun. It's our first time together. Ooh. 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 <laughs> By the way, can I just say, if this anime, I've, we haven't watched it yet, obviously. If this anime does not have the most beautiful food, like, what are we all doing here? You know what I mean? Like, every anime that hasn't been food-based, you know? You know what, Casey? I hope you're pleasantly surprised, but you tell us. All right, I'll be the judge at the end of this. (laughs) All right, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to watch episodes one and two of Food Wars, and we'll be back with our thoughts on that. So stay tuned. Welcome to Totsuki Culinary Academy. Only the finest chefs from around the world can train at our elite academy. With only a small acceptance rate and an even smaller graduation rate, You can tell we're elite, and it's definitely not just classism. Join the student body and rise through the ranks like the elite 10 did. A group of 10 students who have the voting power to outrule the headmaster of the school, because that's totally normal. Get into legitimate food fights called shokugeki, where students can demand you be expelled, or worse, if you lose. Yes, this is the epitome of fine dining in class. An added note, please disregard the overly sexual reactions everyone has to food. True culinary excellence and high society meet here at Totsuki Culinary Academy. Apply today! Alright, we're back and we just watched episode 1 and 2 of Food Wars. Casey, what'd you think? Oh, wow. Um, there was a lot more sexiness than I uh, had anticipated. Uh, but the food was pretty fantastic. It's always more sexiness than anyone anticipates. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know when I was looking at the poster of the girl with the big boobs that she, I thought she was going to be like the exception, not like the standard. You know what I mean? Not the rule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is a wildly provocative anime. And honestly, it's honestly such a fun part of it, but it does make it hard for me, who is a huge fan of this anime, to convince people to get into it. Because sometimes I will be like, hey, this anime is super good. It's super fun. And then they're like, there's a lot of nudity in this PJ. And I'm like, I know, but like, that's not the point. <laughs> I can see it? that. 
So let's get into it real quick. Food Wars or Shokugeki no Soma, as it is called in Japan and also kind of in America, it's it's a middle ground. Started as a manga series written by Yuto Tsukada and ran in Weekly Shonen Jump from 2012 to 2019, with it jumping to Jump Giga for its final months in 2019. The anime is directed by Yoshitomo Yonatani and was done by JC Staff. Both the manga and original anime art were illustrated by Shun Saiki, who we will go into a little later. We're going inside him? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> gonna go inside. Oh, oh God. Uh, so let's just jump into episode one. Soma can be seen outside of his family diner, cooking up a disgusting dish by his own words. He is cooking peanut butter fried squid as he laughs to himself. This was a really unexpected start to the anime because you're expecting like all this good thing. And literally the first thing you see is disgusting. Yeah. So do they do the disgusting every episode? Because in the two episodes we watched, disgusting started both of those. So I was wondering if that's like a consistent part of it. The theme. It's not a thing throughout the rest of it. So it is really interesting that it is consistent through the first two episodes. I can see why you would assume that it would be a trend. Mm. Good, good, good. I think it's just trying to like establish like a fun, cutesy little thing. In a tense afternoon in restaurant Yukihira, Soma challenges his father, Joy Chiro, to a cooking duel with Mayumi Kurase as the judge. Um, I just want to point out, uh, Yuki Soma, uh, all anime is fruits basket? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Yuki Soma. That's so funny. I, I've always just been like, yep, Soma Yukihira. And you're like, Yuki Soma. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, honestly, it might be a reference. Good, uh, good catch. We love the variety. Inevitably, Soma loses again for the 489th time. The guests have very sexual reactions to the food as they eat. Same. I would just like to talk about how, like hot soma's dad is i called him a dilf but since i'm not allowed to cuss anymore you were never allowed to cuss uh, to be yeah, clear anymore i'm not allowed to cuss anymore he's a um, di parentheses tg f parentheses w and that's a dad i'd like to get funky with Ooh, you're disgusting <laughs> you. extra He's funk hot. i uh, i renounce my membership on this podcast <laughs> it's too late only one way out it's just in a body bag it's never too late <laughs> as mayumi offers consolation towards soma soma forcibly feeds her his grilled squid tentacles dressed in peanut butter one of his failed dishes from earlier in an attempt to cheer himself up as Mayumi suffers from the dreadful taste we get a scene of pretty suggestive tentacle play so i definitely wrote wow I've seen this hentai before. <laughs> I was like, she just got sexually assaulted by a peanut butter squid. That's new. <laughs> new for also, me. Also, going back to verified monster. True. Verified, unwilling. Though. Right. Oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. But you know what? It's also, it's very much played for both though, because it's very much like, oh no, but it's it's disgusting, but it's also tantalizing. Like her reaction is like, I didn't want this, but do I want this type of thing, you know? Forbidden squid. Forbidden squid. Soma ignores everyone and mutters to himself as he vows to travel to the endless wilderness of cooking, which consists of a world of mixed and unknown flavors. Joy Chiro and Soma effortlessly serve their many guests. So the amount of times I just wrote um, hot and bothered and then just winky faces in my notes, you could count. It's definitely a lot. Uh, people really enjoy their cooking and they know it. <laughs> <laughs> I want a man to cook for me like that where I orgasm. Foodgasm? No, 
Regular orgasms. <laughs> Why not both? ¿Por qué no los dos? <laughs> oh my God. Later that night, Soma expresses his desire to surpass his father and take over restaurant Yukihiro one day. Just then, an urban life planner, Yaiko Minagasaki, walks into Yukihira with her assistance and threatens to close down the restaurant for the development in the city. I wrote, oh, Miss Bouncy Boobs. <laughs> you know what? That's It makes sense that you would write that now and then immediately have to be like, oh no, everyone's Miss Bouncy Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know what? Do you remember in um, like Mean Girls where Damien is ex- explaining who each one of the plastics are? This is exactly what happens when like he yeah. sees Regina George. He's like, she's fabulous, but she's evil. <laughs> That's purple. Bi- <laughs> That's Miss Purple Big Bear, Big Bouncy Boobs. Also, I remember what Skylar taught me. Purple-haired we- people in animes are evil, even though they have great hair. It's true. Bam, bam, bam. Yaiko further threatens Soma by threatening their ingredient supply and stating that failure to cook a dish in her satisfaction will result in her closing down the shop. Soma agrees to the challenge as Yaiko leaves, as Soma throws her business card on the grill. That was oddly satisfying, watching that piece of paper burn. Yeah, I loved it. It also made me miss KBBQ. Oh, yeah. That would be so good right now. That would be fantastic, especially with PJ cooking. And oh. then um, Skylar and I will bring the big boobs. <laughs> we're, so, <laughs> we're not lazy. Just PJ cooks better than us. Also, we're lazy. Also that. Let's not forget that. <laughs> I just have to say also, big boobs mixed with cooking. Why do you think Trisha Paytas does so well at those mukbangs? That's the key. She figured it out from anime. Oh, God. <laughs> Trisha Paytas. <laughs> The next day, as Soma returns from middle school to restaurant Yukihira, Joichiro asks Soma what he plans to do after middle school, and he says he plans to work at the restaurant, which seems to get a mixed reaction from Joichiro, who's like, hmm, I see. As he arrives, he notices the kitchen supplies and ingredients in the restaurant have been sabotaged, presumably by Yako and her assistants. This is heartbreaking. Also, like, all their emotions are animated, like, so perfectly. You know, to quote Jenna from 30 Rock, I know it sounds ugly, but with Manhattan real estate, there are no rules. It's like checking out an Italian airport. That's the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yaiko pops by again, telling and threatening Soma to cook her a juicy meat dish. Emphasis on the juicy. She's like, make me a juicy meat dish this whole interaction i was like what is the audience for this show the middle school boy can't give the big titty lady a big meat dish a big juicy meat dish (laughs) (laughs) uh and soma accepts so he can exactly despite having no meat resources a few moments later to everyone's surprise soma cooks up his dish can i just say the cooking in this show is done so well like it not only looks so exciting as it's happening, like they somehow take the very fun but boring process of cooking and make it look like the most action-packed thing in the world. But as he's doing it, every ingredient looks delicious. Everything looks amazing. It's ugh, it's so good, especially as someone that does cook a lot. I was going to say, I think it has a lot to do, besides the beautiful animation, of course, it, the score is so epic and beautiful anytime he's cooking like it's just so inspiring and it spells perfectly the amount of drama that he puts into making this roast is the same amount of drama that i use in making toast <laughs> that, i'd like to see that that checks out we'll be able to see it actually live <laughs> he finishes his dish which the subtitles on the episode we watched and i don't know if you had the same ones casey called it so-called pork roast yeah. But I remember the original name from the first sub I watched, which was way better, which was Roast Pork Just Kidding. Mm. That's amazing. I like the drama for that. Roast Pork Just Kidding. Like, are you? A relatively meaty dish. 
out of nowhere. As Zanko's assistants question Soma's methods, Soma replies that he used thick bacon slices and potatoes he bought for the following day's breakfast. However, Yaiko, unimpressed, animately decides to vacate the restaurant despite Soma's efforts. Soma then tells her to just try the dish first before judging the restaurant's worth, and she does. I mean, honestly, though, like, there is meat in it. Yeah, but it's not a predominantly meat dish. She asked for a meat dish, and this is a potato dish with meat on it. I think she's just giving a big F you to vegans. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) she's using her big boobs to destroy vegans. (laughs) (laughs) Just as Yago takes a bite, she falls for the dish's aroma and taste, having a mini foodgasm. I wrote in all capital letters, her boobs shaking. <laughs> yep, it's all it's all jiggly parts all the time. I wrote three winky face and just sexy, but in quotation marks. See, I wrote four winky faces. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> what's the point of the quotation marks I'm not sure I just wrote down what was inspired in my soul <laughs> oh, do you God. remember in Austin Powers where Dr. Evil uses quotations like the laser that's what I imagine Skylar is like right, using those yeah. quotations for <laughs> uh, I think it was probably just emphasis yeah, yeah 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 that let's just be clear that he used breakfast items to save the day so breakfast is clearly the best meal of the day Mic drop. Uh, breakfast is like the third best meal of the day. It's true. Lies. Lies and Manelli lies. Go ahead. What's your opinion on what's the best meal of the day? I'd have to say dinner. Hmm. Seems like kind of like maybe the th- third best. But go ahead, Sky. I mean, we complete the trifecta because mine is lunch. So see, we might all disagree, but together we make one full day's worth of food. Aww. And at the end of the day, we can <laughs> all agree on that. <laughs> Some of that explains that he learned this dish from a failure in the past. However, Yago still refuses to qualify the dish as a meat dish. Some of then takes the dish away from her, and this is like oddly super sexual. She has to beg for it back, right? Yeah, he tells her that he'll dispose of it, in which Yago stops him from doing so, begging him not to do it. Literally looking like she's on the verge of an orgasm again. There's like a super close-up of uh, the dish and it's, first of all, it looks delicious, but it says umami like all over it and I just wrote that down like 12 times. So Casey, you are worried that the food wouldn't look delicious in this anime. Do you feel it lived up to the hype? Yeah, it looked really good. And you know what? Like, I don't know about this dish maybe being the best dish I've ever seen. Or tasted, or you know, or could imagine tasting for that matter. But you know, have you guys ever tried a deep dish pizza lunchable? Pretty fantastic. Just saying. <laughs> Casey is the king of culinary taste. Don't Mwah. cancel me. But that is two things I dislike. I do not like deep dish pizza because it's just pizza soup, and I hate uh. and I hate lunchable pizzas. Okay, Whoa. can I just say real quick, if PJ. you think that deep dish pizza is just pizza soup, you've never pizza had good soup. deep dish pizza. PJ, you and I, post-coitus, have had this exact conversation. You've agreed with me. I never said it was pizza soup. I said it was pizza casserole. Get it straight. Mm. I just want to say that post-coitus, PJ and I have discussed that <laughs> deep dish pizza, especially from <laughs> Lunchables, are delicious. Uh, I also agree. Lunchables pizzas are my favorite Lunchables, uh, with a close tie with Nacho Lunchables. Uh, 
Lunchables. The but you know what? You can't have any because they're not show Lunchables. Mm. The little like bread thing that comes with the Lunchable pizza it just tastes like deliciousness. I deliciousness. Uh, a dried out That's hockey not... puck. <laughs> <laughs> Someone knowing that she had already fallen for the dish tells her to never come back again in order for her to continue eating it. Yako then eventually accepts his request as she finishes her dish along with her assistants. As the latter finishes the dish, they have a super intense food gasm where the meat juices rip off their clothes and shoot at them like a geyser as they comically <laughs> collapse on the floor in defeat. Soma walks away victoriously. Later that day, Joichiro returns to the shop. As Soma is thinking about how he will never let this shop close down, and he tells Soma that he has to close the shop down. I wrote down concussion for this part, because like the way he just falls off the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's literally mm-hmm. like, I'll never let this shop close. And his dad's like, hey, so um, we're going to reopen in three years because I'm closing the shop. <laughs> like literally like him cleaning the sign and the sun's perfect. It's so inspiring. He's making this declaration. And it's like immediately hopes destroyed. Yeah. Joy Chido tells Soma to enroll in Totsuki Culinary Academy. Soma assumes it will be boring and easy before seeing students lamenting their expulsion and parents offering upwards of 20 million yen to keep them enrolled to no avail. Bold to assume that it's easy. That's expensive. And that's just to try to keep them in. Joichiro reveals it is a superior elite school where only less than 10% of students graduate. Soma, having no choice, reluctantly accepts. It seems like getting into this school is more difficult than the UA entrance exam. Wow. Way more. Yeah. UA, it's really just, you have to be like, I, I, you know, I'll honestly... I think UA, it's you just have to be really good and have, like, a good power. I mean, worst case scenario, you just don't get class 1A. You get, like, class 1B. This place is pretty hard to get into, but even worse, it's almost impossible to graduate. At least once you're in UA, there's a pretty high graduation rate. Right. Nobody survives sexy food classes school. Sexy food school. (laughs) Sexy food rich school. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Uh, there is a post credit scene, though, before this episode ends. We see Erina under a waterfall, serenely bathing, before a jukebox falls on her head. Been there. Inside Tatsuki Academy, Erina Nakiri appears and belittles a student's dish, claiming that it was terrible, like being under a waterfall serenely before a jukebox falls on your head. Everyone agrees this is a super weird comparison before the episode ends. You know, I guess you could just say that she was a juke. Box hero. <laughs> oh god. Well, you know, I I like not to <laughs> distract from that amazing duet we just had, but I what I really love about the show is how visualized the enjoyment of food is. Like the food gasms are just that. Like they're obviously not having actual orgasms. It's just a visualization of how intensely they're enjoying the food. And Edina's are super interesting cuz they're like a visualization of how much she's not enjoying the food. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, then you have like the tentacle, uh, the tentacle unconsent scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh this was God. true. This was true. Casey, what did you think of episode one? Episode one was interesting. I, like I said, I don't know. It's, it's like I do. En- I enjoy the visually, like how amazing the food looks, and like it's, it's interesting. But I'm also kind of like. It is, it's food is great, but like also like I would never come over food. I don't know. (laughs) I've never. Well, to be fair, you've never had food from like the top chefs in the world. Um, Are you saying that the fine people at Oscar Mayer who make Lunchables are not Um, fine chefs? 
<laughs> the ultimate chef, Oscar Mayru. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's jump into episode two, then see if your opinion changes at all. We start episode two as Irina Nakiri tastes the last dishes prepared by the students in class at Totsuki Culinary Academy, only to be fumed with disappointment, claiming the taste is like bathing with a lowland western gorilla. I feel like that this is very similar to the off the wall descriptions I just like assigned to things for like no reason. Are you saying that you are the god tongue, Skylar? Because I disagree. No, I'm not the god tongue. I'm just insane with descriptions. I'm wild with descriptions. <laughs> I'm busy with I descriptions. Said, okay, the amount of times I've said that church coffee tastes like cancer, too many times. <laughs> too many so true. times. So Honestly, true. If I had a dollar for every time you said church coffee tastes like cancer, I'd never have to drink free church coffee again. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a million dollars. By the way, Skylar. Tyler's not the God Tongue. God Tongue is my OnlyFans name, and I just copyrighted that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie now states to the cook he can't serve food that's mediocre, causing all the chefs to beg for forgiveness. Meanwhile, when Soma Yukihira reaches the school entrance, Joy Chido tells Soma that he is now cooking in Manhattan Royal Hotel in New York. Restaurant goers can be seen raving for his cooking. A congressman says it has restored his will to live, unfortunate, and a high Buddhist <laughs> priest even renounces his fast and his faith for the opportunity to try Joy Chido's cooking once more. I'll never forget that PJ believed in God until he had, like, wing stuff. <laughs> that was the day everything changed. This is funny because I actually didn't denounce a religion because of Wingstop because I was never really religious to begin with. But I was vegan for two years and gave it up because I missed Wingstop too much. And my first meal non-vegan was Wingstop. So I did denounce something for Wingstop before. There you go. Wingstop. Interested in a sponsorship? Hmm? Hmm? Hook it up, Wingstop. I swear. I swear I will do anything for that sponsorship. <laughs> oh, I want some Wingstop now. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that the priest too like rips off his clothes when he's like I'm going to denounce my faith like he's just running through the hotel naked that's what happened with you when you gave up vegans PJ <laughs> the exact, exact same thing oh I was definitely naked in that wing stop they said sir this Wild is a Chili's and- I mean wing stop <laughs> uh, Joey Chido tells Soma that he will never surpass him unless he manages to survive there until graduation Irritating Soma, who hangs up, ending the conversation. Joy Shido is about to reveal the secret to being an amazing chef, which is to find a partner that you want to give all of your cooking to. It's honestly so cute, and I am hashtag blessed, because I hate cooking, and you cook so well. I know. I want to be the one that gets the food. <laughs> That's all I have to You're say. getting it all of December. Oh, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> As Soma enters Totsuki grounds, he encounters a group of rich students preparing to take the entrance exams with him. He then meets Yoshiaki Nikaido, one of the rich students, as he takes a seat with him. Yoshiaki is initially very nice to Soma, being very welcoming and explaining all of the norms of the school, but after Soma reveals his humble background, Yoshiaki kicks Soma off the bench, calling him a lowly plebeian, unworthy of the school's prestige. It ain't easy being a lonely plebeian. <laughs> um, eat the rich... Uh, yeah. This is Cook classes. the rich in your rich person school. This is classes down with the bourgeoisie. For down reals. with the bourgeoisie. Kill all the birds. They work for them. Bad and bougie. He states Totsuki will only accept someone with high standards, but then he gets attacked by Soma, who literally just like lifts him up by his scruff, which like 
leads to him being like fully like paralyzed <laughs> because he's just that weak of like a fake little rich boy. Yeah. Yoshiaki's bodyguards then attempt to stop the situation at hand. Kids looking to transfer criticize Soma, who wonders what the people at Totsuki will be like if the transfers are already so judgmental. Later, the students gather in a kitchen to undergo the entrance exam. It is revealed that Erina will be the examiner for this one. The students bemoan their luck as she is renowned for her strict passing mark and huge influence. As she explains her own rules for gaining admission, all the students except Soma flee as she finishes. Literally all just running out of the classroom. It's really fun because what I so um, affectionately referred to that rich boy is a... He, like, talks about how she, uh, he talks about how she, like, called her mom out for having not the best (laughs) tasting breast milk. (laughs) She said her mom's breast milk lacks flavor, yes. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, no, um, (laughs) I I literally love that part so much. Um, And to explain why that happened, all the students run away except for Soma, who because they all fear that their names will forever be stained by her words in the culinary industry. Soma grabs Yoshiaki and asks why everyone's running away, and he says that Erina has the god tongue, which gives her advanced taste, and we even see that in that scene where she criticizes her mother's breast milk. And we (laughs) learn that she's been tasting professional chef's cooking since she was a little girl, and one bad review from her spells the end of a cook's career. Wow. So I was like, wow, they all gave up? Well, I mean, it makes sense, like... Yes, the prestige of going to Totsuki is great, but it's nothing compared to the the stain that will follow your name if the god tug has criticized your food to be unworthy. Mm. They're all paps. So, you know, it's interesting. So, Arena may have the god tongue, but Ariana said God is a woman. Just saying. (laughs) You know what else Ariana said? 34 plus 35 equals 69. She ain't wrong. (laughs) I don't know. I'm bad at math. Also, positions. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just realizing this is the second time on this podcast where we just mindlessly devolve into talking about Ariana Grande songs, and it won't be the last time. This isn't the first time this has happened. Oh my god! <laughs> We're back oh in the god. loop. This is the Ariana Grande cast. Assuming that all the students have left, Edina kind of goes to her assistant and is like kind of doing like some intense like whatever the female version of yaoi is it's yuri some intense yuri on ice i wrote down powerful lesbians yeah there's like some intense lesbian energy going on she's like do you want me to cook for you yeah is that what you want and i'm just like oh my oh my god (laughs) yaoi wowie (laughs) oh god yuri burry (laughs) oh god If you're a little too worried about lesbians in your media, I guess you could have Yuri worry. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) Uh, Being the only student left, Soma asks on whether or not he could take the test, uh, surprising Erina that he stayed. He then pats Erina on the shoulder, and Hisako, her assistant, or secretary more so, shoves Soma as she explains Erina's regal status, as she is one of the members of the Elite Ten. Wow, big deal. So important. Honestly, like, not to spoil anything for, like, the later seasons, but the Elite Ten have, like, so much power. Like, no joke, at certain points, like, they are basically, like, completely changing the direction of the school. Like, more powerful than teachers. 
Hmm. Influential. You know who's actually better than the Elite 10? The Elite 4 from Pokemon. (laughs) I knew you were going to bring up Pokemon. (laughs) I knew you knew I would. I want to be the very very best. best. Like no cook ever Ever was. To cook them is my real test. To eat them is my cause. Are you eating Pokemon? (laughs) Hell yeah. You're telling me you ain't never... Okay, look, look. All I'm Casey, saying is... Casey, they eat Magikarp. You know that, All I'm right? saying is I love oyster, so I imagine a cloister would be real good. Maybe you're right. I've seen that porn. Get some, <laughs> get some Toro steaks up in this piece. <laughs> eat some, like, grilled Gyarados. Hell yeah. In this school, they would definitely have, like, some sort of elitist Pokemon like Gyarados as, like, the food. He'd be making peanut butter tentacool. <laughs> <laughs> Soma, unmoved, proceeds to cook his dish for Edina. Edina attempts to end the exam when she sees a plain bowl of scrambled eggs, stating that it was a waste of her time and she could only approve of dishes concentrated on extravagance and innovation. Again, the classism is just so upsetting. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I completely agree with you, Skylar. Okay, I have a question for you guys. You have to get entered the school. And you have to make an egg dish. What egg dish are you making? Go. I'm making just really, really solid over medium eggs on top of a medium rare steak with a side of toast. Ooh. I will be offering winky face favors for someone <laughs> else to cook. Uh, she will be entering the same thing as me. <laughs> She'll, she's going to be giving five winky faces and four parentheses and four, <laughs> four quotation marks. <laughs> Mark it on the board. <laughs> I think I'm... No, I'm making an omelet. Anything with scrambled eggs. Something simple. Soma remains unmoved and stops her, claiming that his dish is far from unfinished. And I was like, then why'd you say your dish was finished, homeboy? For Good a dramatic point. pause? Because he, he's basically like, it's not done. And then she notices that there are jellied broth cubes hidden be- beneath the eggs. And I was like, ooh, those look tasty. Just put all in your mouth. Soma then pours the contents of the bowl into a bowl of rice. The jellied broth then begins to melt with the heat of the rice and makes it transforming furikake rice. <laughs> Bukaki rice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Casey. I mean, it's, hey, hey, it's the right show to make that joke. <laughs> this is so true. You know, he gets like the most cocky expressions it's so funny but i mean like it's warranted like he's well, it's because he, he knows good. how good he is yeah we'll see how long that lasts eddie now orders soma to serve the dish to her after being stunned by its fragrant aroma she then takes a bite of the dish and is eating it and enjoying it before realizing she didn't even judge it or review it as she's taking that first bite, there's just like a bunch of K drama shots where it's like a whole bunch of different perspectives and like repeating just the bite is perfect. Yeah, it's so dramatic. I love how dramatic they make food in this show. Yeah. She attempts to take a second bite before Soma teases her, but he says he's just kidding and she gets angry. Just as she takes the third bite, Edina enters a state of ecstasy with cherub like angels that look just like Soma, harassing her, tickling her with feathers all over her body, causing her to jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. I was going to say, first of all, that's a nightmare. <laughs> For real. So the thing is that she is being overwhelmed by pleasure, but it's so uncomfortable because it's Soma. That's what it is. Mm. Interesting. Like I she's, didn't think about that. she's enjoying so it she's- so much. 
classes bourgeoisie. Yes, exactly. Soma asked her if his dish was delicious or disgusting, and she clearly enjoyed it. But due to Soma's arrogance and her pride, Erina responds with the latter that the food was disgusting causing Soma to be shocked. To hell with this class's big booby girl. Seriously, like she was about to basically make it so that he wouldn't get into the school just for her own pride. I wrote a bunch of bad words in my notes. That's all you need to know. <laughs> she wrote six mean, mean faces, 14 quotations, <laughs> like 17 exclamation parts. <laughs> you should see the mean face that I did draw. She wrote those old school like... Uh, like curse clouds where it's like an asterisk exclamation mark (laughs) she's doing curse words in braille at this point (laughs) (laughs) anything to get them out uh edina storms off filled with anger before hitting and hurting her hand against the wall and thinking of soma with sadness and anger question okay so obviously arena has gone through this very big like overcoming like emotion like from the, the food and how amazing it was what was the last food you guys were like super shook by that like blew your mind? I remember it. It happened 82 years ago. <laughs> I lived in the Hackett house and one day I came home and I had a boyfriend there and he had given me wine and a wonderfully cooked steak with a pesto fluffy clouds of ravioli. Oh, that sounds good. That boyfriend was Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> what the- <laughs> Dang, he could do it all. Good for him. (laughs) What about you, PJ? It was me. Spoiler alert. The last time I ate something that like blew me away was probably, it was actually recently this week because I had uh, an oyster shooter for the first time, which gave me a food gasm for sure. And then I had crab for the first time and I like blew my load. Wow. That was the first time you got crabs and you blew your load? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta kill the no, crabs but, somehow. Um, Skylar's allergic to seafood, so I get very little opportunities to eat it. And I had one such opportunity this week. Amazing. God, Skylar, you're so shellfish. Haven't heard that one before. So clever. So smart. Big boy. Big boy, bad boy. Big booby boy. Edina contacts the authorities in Totsky, stating that no one passed her test. While Soma sits outside in dismay. And that's where the episode ends before an end credit scene where Senzeman, who, Casey, for you, we later learn is both Erina's grandfather and the headmaster of the school. Oh, I thought he was just an old homeless man who just walked in. <laughs> he stumbled <laughs> into the kitchen. is like, damn, this is really oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> he tastes the transforming furikake, which causes him to strip the top portion of his robe. He then crushes Soma's failed report paper and registers him into Totsuki Culinary Academy. Hell yeah. And that's episode two. I'm still thinking about when I called it Bukaki. <laughs> Old men coming to the rescue. This is disgusting. This is our <laughs> grossest, grossest thing. Subscribe to our OnlyFans. So Casey, uh, what did you think of episode two? Um, episode two, they had upped the boobiness. They had upped the delicious food. They had um, upped the classist, terrible people. It really, uh, it only went further from there. Um, I don't know. It it was it was it was interesting. I think I liked the second episode. I think better than the first one. Yeah, I definitely agree. Skylar, what did you think? Um, it was wonderful. More character development. No, there was a lot of world building, and it it gets you really excited. I can't wait to see more characters. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So let's get into everyone's 
second favorite part, which is when we talk about the opening and closing of the anime. So Casey, talk to me about uh, the opening. What'd you think? I didn't like it. <laughs> not for me. Not about it. I knew it. you wouldn't. I knew you. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad. It makes me feel good that you know me so well <laughs> because yeah, I was like, this is terrible. I felt like I was being screamed at. Like, <laughs> I felt like, like, I don't know what it was, but like, it just was bad. It was bad. Like the voice with the melody. I don't know. It just was bad. I'm confused because like the singer is a very mellow singer. Like... I would say the opposite of Yeah, it's screaming. so interesting. You know, I I can respect you not liking them, but the reasons you don't like them always are like, what? I, <laughs> I felt like, let me tell you guys, because you know, like we talk about sometimes like who should, who would sing this song? You know what I wrote down for who would sing this song? I wrote down a goat should sing this because I felt like I was being like screamed at like that goat video. I literally don't get where this is coming You've from. I disagree. Spent enough time around goats. So aggressively. Like <laughs> I don't even think it's that good. Like I will clarify, like this isn't one of those this situations where I like love it and you hate it so I'm like upset. I don't even like it that much and I still don't agree with you. I'm just saying. That's how I feel in my heart. So it's bad news. I thought it was cute. I thought it was mellow. It was like a good pacing. I got super excited about the straws. I thought of Skylar yeah, also with the strawberries, strawberries. Also, were drawn so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I was like thinking of Skylar nurturing little baby strawberry. So that opening <laughs> is "Kibo no Uta" by Ultra Tower. Uh, tell me what you thought about the closing song. Oh, I liked this one more. I figured it's a lot better. I liked it a lot more than the opening. Um, I thought it was really cute. This is gonna be such a weird poll, but Casey, you, how closely did you listen to the the closing song? I mean, I think I listened to it pretty closely. I listened to it twice, obviously, for each episode. The chorus, there is a part that sounds exactly like I am saying, like pitch match and everything, exactly like the ever survive part. Oh my god! From how do I live by Leanne? By Leanne rhymes. Yeah, um, it's funny you say that. Um, you'll find out later why. I knew it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, real quick, that closing is Spice by Tokyo Karan Koron. Um, so, yeah. So, with that, let's jump into who we think should have sung this uh, from uh, more popular modern artists. So, for the opening, who do you think should have sung it? Besides goats, obviously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> goats. Sia, I guess, because I think of the goat <laughs> who sings Chandelier. <laughs> or, like, they that, like, cropped in there. Um, Sia would be Dumb. fantastic. Sia would have saved the song, I think, honestly. Mine's this... Okay, so I, I want to clarify real quick. I literally couldn't put a finger on either of these songs. Like, I listened to them each, like, so many times being like, I can't, I can't think of anything. They're both so unique that I couldn't think of anything that was like them. I have a question mark on my, my opening song one but i picked david bowie okay hmm. interesting like it's not great but i figured like the he could have done it well is all i'm saying so i chose uh super tramp specifically goodbye stranger and i have queued up so give me one second so you could hear it yeah that was a really good pick skylar i honestly i super agree that song is way better than the intro but whatever but i agree i think that <laughs> I, I i see where you're going skylar good vibes <laughs> Uh, what about the closing song? Who are we thinking? Casey, I feel like I have a guess for you. <laughs> I don't know how you could f- maybe guess mine, but I did choose Leanne Rhymes uh, also for that. Um, cause I think exactly because of that part. <laughs> yes, exactly. Cause of that part. And then I started thinking about all the Leanne Rhymes songs she does. And I'm like, yeah, it's on the same vein. 
like uh what's the other one she does can't fight the moonlight from coyote ugly <laughs> perfect uh, oh. can't fight the moonlight is such a good song <laughs> it's perfect uh, song. mine is okay let me tell you about how stupid mine is because i literally was like getting that ever survive part stuck in my head and i kept linking it to the wrong song and i eventually even before writing this like figured remembered that it was from how do i live but for some reason and i cannot tell you why my brain was like how do i ever survive listen to your heart so i put dht oh my god pj i as i was going through my playlist i was just like oh man dht uh, Honestly, though, I was about to be like, because once I realized it was Leanne Rimes, I listened back and I was like, okay, Leanne Rimes actually wouldn't do a great job. Like, she would do a great job with this, but the voice doesn't match that well outside of that part. But actually, DHT kind of does match more. Yeah. But it's still a stupid reason that I got there. The math might be wrong, but you still got a correct answer. Maybe it's all subjective. What was your Skylar? Skylar doesn't know math, so we can't go with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Okay, so I wrote down two answers. Are you ready? Ready. So I chose two artists, Rosie and the Originals, specifically uh, Angel Baby. And then the next one I have is Claro, especially, uh, specifically Sophia. Okay, that one I agree with a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all of that said and done, we're going to take a quick break, watch a playlist that I put together this week so you know it's a lot less good. Uh, and give Casey some additional context, some additional moments, and see what he thinks once all is said and done. So we'll be right back. Watch that playlist with us. We'll see you in a minute. It's a situation we've all been in. One minute, you're eating dinner, and then suddenly, bam, you're completely naked and seizing in pleasure on the ground. Too often, we've had to suffer with this. Well, now you won't have to. Introducing... The Shokugeki Chill Pill. Just take this pill before any Shokugeki starts, and it should start working as soon as the dramatic reveals begin. Our patent-pending food reaction normalizing agent will have you enjoying food like a regular person just eating a nice meal. Gone are the days of being tickled by steak cherubs. Say goodbye to sensual dips in rivers of honey while a bee man seduces you. Go back to eating food like a regular person today with Shokugeki Chill Pills, available at all modern retailers. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. PJ here, thanking you as always for listening to our podcast. This was a bit of a raunchy one, but I hope you're enjoying it. We promise next week will be a lot less provocative. Know when you can finally get rid of the vapors by keeping up with our social media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Kawaii Desu Pod or by searching for Kawaii Disappointment Podcast. Follow us on TikTok at Kawaii Disappointment.podcast and subscribe to our YouTube by searching for Kawaii Disappointment. Or go to our website, Kawaii Disappointment.pinecast.co, for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. Tune in again next week when we have Casey journey into the overworked world of Maid-sama. We hope you'll join us! Alright, we're back. And Casey, you watched some additional videos, got some additional context. Tell me, uh, where are you at with the anime now? You know, it's beautiful. Um... 
here's my thing about it. It's beautiful. And like, I do enjoy like the competition and like, I do see it definitely gets more dramatic going forward and I see where the storyline goes. So that does make me a little more interested to watch it. I think that, like I said, I think just based on my experience of the first two episodes, I'm like, am I supposed to be horny or hungry watching this episode? <laughs> like, that's what I'm confused about. Why, Why not, not both? both, Casey? Wow, you both. Jinx, <laughs> jinx again. <laughs> jinx monster. Yeah, hor- you gotta get horngry. Oh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> oh my God. Ew, horngry. Gross. It sounds like a corn dog for some reason. <laughs> You know, it's kind of like, and I, you know, I did say this at the top where this anime is really good and it's honestly one of my favorites, but it's super hard for me to convince people to get into it because they are kind of put off by how horny it is. They don't want to how horn it is. sexy. Do you not like it or did you just not like that aspect of it? I think it's hard for me to care because I feel like there's so much flashiness. Does that make sense? Explain because it doesn't. Okay. To me. What I mean by it is like, so there is a, it's a very sexual show and like good on them. And like, it's also a very like visually beautiful show. So I kind of feel like me, like what I want to categorize this as, 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 soup, as something like, like the beauty, but no substance. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have trust in the show that going forward, like I'm going to be able to connect with the characters because it is so flashy. I can safely tell you that you w- that it is way more substance than flash as you continue on. Right. It just initially comes across as very superficial. That's all. Especially with the le- the elitist students. Well, I mean, that's actually a big plot point. Like, they're elitist, and it's kind of important that they are so that they can be kind of taken down. Like what I said, it's all very classist. I'm pretty sure him coming from his diner versus their fancy restaurants, they're, you know, they learn that, like, it's not all about, like, the fancy, rich stuff. And then, you know, it, it's growing. That's That's actually a very common trope because in Soma's cooking... There will always be a moment, not always, but there's a lot of times a moment where they're like, how did you achieve this flavor? And he's like, oh, this bag of chips I bought from the 7-Eleven down the street. And they're like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> a bag of chips? Lay's? What are those? But no, I totally, I totally, I totally respect that because I, I see where you're coming from. I will just say for any of our listeners that are maybe feeling similar to Casey, I would implore you to keep watching. The substance is honestly great. And this is one of my favorite animes for a reason. I did learn, like, I did feel like I really did, like, it made me think, you know, I had like a philosophical moment. Like, I thought about um, just like all the other high school shows Uh, Not just anime, but just all the high school shows we've kind of been exposed to where they're either at a prep school, high school, whatever. And like, I didn't, I guess, realize, I guess, the impact of these type of shows where it is based in a high school or a prep school or something like that. Like, just the impact on like teaching classes, like classism to people at a younger level before they're adults and like experience it on a larger level does that make sense total sense and especially because it is such a trope in shonen i think it might be a good thing societally for because almost every character in a shonen is like the poor kid that is underestimated you know right we're you know so we're talking a lot about how sexualized the show is and the reason for that the reason for the exceptionally well-drawn gratuitous sexual nature of this show is that shun saiki who was previously mentioned as the illustrator of the show but also worked on the original animation for the anime was originally a hentai artist oh <laughs> it shows he releases work under the pseudonym tosh tosh point oh. 
I knew you guys. I literally wrote that in here. I was like, they're going to say Tosh.0. That's not even a joke. I'm glad Daniel Tosh is expanding his audience. Release is uh, doing hentai. Uh, yes. Oh, God. You would believe it, though, right? Rule 34, Daniel Tosh. Skylar, what was your thoughts on it? Because this was also your first time watching. I definitely have more of an appreciation than Casey, but I have taste. No, I'm joking. Taste. <laughs> okay. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, it's about food and stuff. Um, right. I love the variation in expressions. Um, there's like one point where I'm like, are we watching Corpse Party? Because like everything is drawn so scary. And then, but like it switches up and changes. And I really appreciate that. Uh, the score beautiful it really like accompanies every situation perfectly um it does look like there's going to be a lot of like learning and something that i hopefully i don't think it's too much of a spoiler but something i really like with the the clips you were showing us is he like yes he's very skilled but he's not winning every battle he goes into and i feel like a no not at all i feel like a lot of shonen uh kind of falls into that like oh i underestimated him and then he beat me even though he's like new to this game and blah 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 like it's a lot of like oh he lost but like damn i have a lot of respect for him like this is great and then so, like, I'm assuming, like, when he starts winning things, it's it's much more fulfilling. No, for sure. That's exactly how it is. So, when, before we jump into uh, the question, the question, Casey, uh, did you end up with a favorite character throughout all of this? Um, I liked, I, I'm sticking with my original choice. I like blue-haired girl. Um, her hair rocks. Megumi. And she seems like, the, to me... From what I've seen in, in like the clips, I feel like I don't know. I connected with her out of everybody the most. Yeah, I love Megumi. She's definitely one of my favorites. Skylar, what about you? So I would say my favorite is Arena because I I I really like the Sundere kind of trope a lot. Also, she gives me Asuna vibes from Neon Genesis. And oh, I see that for sure. Actually, yeah, I, I'm into it. And I just, I love the powerful lesbians. <laughs> I'm so into it. <laughs> uh, my favorite character is actually Alice, who is Erina's cousin, S- specifically after she stops being kind of like a, a villain, because she just becomes one of my favorite characters. She's so ridiculous and so funny. I love her. I actually wish I'd show you guys more clips of her. I thought your favorite was Nakey Boy. Uh, he's one of my favorites, okay, for sure. But as I thought about it, I just uh, I love Alice and her relationship with some of the other students is top notch and it's phenomenal. Okay, Casey, it's a moment everyone's been waiting for, and I feel like we know your answer. Will you keep watching this anime? Absolutely not. I do not want to watch this anime. Like, don't lie to us. <laughs> I know. I got you there for a second. No, you know what? Like uh, I said, nope. I don't think anyone was confused by that. <laughs> I don't think so either. No, I listen like sex and food. Don't mix them together for me. I don't know. Like, I don't want to get something in the wrong place. I don't know. It's a, I don't, it, it, it's just weird for me. To me, it's like sex and food, the dream team. Like, I just think for me, like the sex part of it is too much shock value for me to it's too take jarring. it. 
it's too jarring for me to be like, okay, let me emotionally invest in this. But I'm just like, titties, 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 man. Uh, you guys heard it here first. Casey is just a uh, dry ass Puritan. Absolutely. <laughs> Sweep to the left, my sisters. <laughs> Uh, all right, but no, I respect that, and hopefully we can break the streak next week, because this is two weeks in a row where you will not continue watching the anime. Not to say that you've really continued watching any of them. You don't know. He knows. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right. Well, as unfortunate as that is, Skylar, I asked the same question to you. It's also your first time watching it. Yes, I'll continue watching it. It's really interesting. I just have a lot of things I need to get through right now, but... Comedy wise, it's perfect. It's my cup of tea. I love it. Awesome. If you think it's so funny, why don't you sleep with it? <laughs> you don't think I wouldn't? <laughs> she would, Casey. Take it back. PJ, Take it back now. <laughs> PJ, I can't stop her. It's she's already been challenged. I'm just kidding. No one can stop her. <laughs> oh wait, I know exactly how to stop Skylar. I'll distract her by talking to her about America's favorite podcast segment. Is there an AMV for that? AMV. Anime music videos. Is there an AMV for that? All right, everyone, you guys know the rules. Three possible points, one for the artist, song, and anime. Casey's going to give us an artist and a song. And if there's an AMV with those criteria to the anime we just watched, there's one point for each category. We'll start as usual with our sweet baby boy, Casey. What do you got for us? All right, guys. A couple of years ago, there was a song that defined a generation. There was a song that changed everything. It was a cultural reset. That song was a little ditty called Chinese Food by Allison Gold. Nope. Yep. I hate you for even bringing this back into my mind. <laughs> You're uh, welcome. But let me, let me I check. I love Chinese food. Casey, as much as it pains me, pains me in every way to say it, and I'm going to let you squeak by on this, there is one AMV yes, I knew for it, Chinese food. Heck yes. Disgusting. Yeah. It is, it is I will say, and this doesn't disqualify you at all because the weeb community loves doing this. It is a sped up, high-pitched version of Chinese food. Hmm. So they could spend less time with their ears bleeding. Or it's even more authentic. Unfortunately for all of us, that's a three-pointer for Casey. Yes, finally! Justice. (laughs) Justice for Chinese food. Can you please redeem my ears after having to check that out? Okay. So I am gonna go in the same vein as Casey and keep it food themed it might be just like a cash grab but it's still better i'm gonna say it's sugar by maroon five. Oh, good idea i was trying to think of food Ooh. ones that's a good one skylar you know i'd be curious if there is one because there isn't actually a ton of sweets made in food wars damn it that's true uh but let me double check the first one i found was also a sped up high speed high pitch version but there were two regular ones but regardless of all that that's three of them, which means you also get three points. Hell yeah. Yay. <laughs> we matchy matchy. It is unfortunate that both of the first ones I listened to were those like uh, super high sped up <laughs> versions. That's the AMV trend right now. That's what it just the makes youth me is think into. They're just like not as good versions of Rockefeller Street. <laughs> Nightcore. <laughs> I think my choice and the fact that it was sped up shows how in tune I am with the weeb community. No. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> you know what, guys? I love Chinese food, and you know that you do too. 
All right. Now it's time for the even better super secret, not so secret bonus round. Is there an AMV for Food Wars of Evanescence Bring Me to Life? I will preemptively guess no, because that's like not really the vibe. Well, I mean, the food brings them to life. Sex <laughs> is life. Good point, Skylar. Good point. I agree. I'm with Skylar. I think there is. <laughs> By like low key agree with PJ. <laughs> No, I, how is there not? There's in my you know persuasive the, essay. <laughs> literally, how can there not be? All right, looking it up, there is no AMV to bring me to life for Food Wars. Damn it, it's not a real anime then. I, I guess agree. not. We just wasted our time. But that means it'll still stay in the three pointer tier, which does technically mean it got a perfect score, but it didn't get the secret most important fourth point. Sadness. Devastating. Doom. All right. Well, on that sad, sad note, that is all we have for you guys this week. We hope you guys had a good time, a horny time, a hangry time, and a horngry time. (laughs) Oh, gross. It's been fun for us, and we hope it was fun for you. But until next week, we hope your week isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Casey. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Au revoir. Pardon? (laughs) <laughs> wee 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 oh god <laughs> gross <laughs> I'm out of here